Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel for ASA. And it is another one of those weeks where you've got information that will either make you very happy or very sad. Just depends on how you want to interpret it. So for the last several months, we keep getting this either glass half full, glass half empty, take your pick. The data can go in almost either direction. So what's what's driving all this? Why is it so difficult to get a read on what we think is going to happen in, in 2023? So the very latest iteration of growth from last year was, once again, much better than we thought it would be. I mean, if you had looked at some of the predictions that were being put out there about 2022, it was, well, you know, maybe we'll grow at a 1% or maybe even less, and fourth quarter is going to be anemic, it's going to be probably down 0.5, 0.7. Well, instead, we get almost 2.9% growth again for the fourth quarter, and that leaves us with something like 2.3, 2.6 for the entire year. So why? Why have we missed this twice in a row? I mean, we thought the third quarter was going to be down too, and it wasn't. Uh, we thought the third quarter was going to be, you know, 0 0.3, 0 0.5, very anemic, and it ended up being close to three. So for two quarters in a row, we have been predicting, we being economists, have been predicting mediocre, if not almost negative growth. And both times we've seen growth close to three, which is near, I mean, that's that's really good for the U.S. It's not record by any stretch. We were growing at 6% in 2021, but our average is around 2, 2.5, and we've been hitting above average. A lot of this has been driven by consumer demand, which has been stronger than we thought it would be. It's been driven by export activity, which has been stronger than we thought it would be. For the last four months, we have seen the dollar decline against some of the world's major currencies. And it has nothing to do with an actual deterioration in the dollar value. It's simply that the other central banks in the world have caught up and have been raising their rates at the same rate that the U.S. has been raising its. Earlier in the year, the Fed was the most aggressive of the central banks, and they were pushing the rates up faster and harder than most of the others, and that attracted investors to the dollar. Well, now everybody else is doing the same thing, and the Fed, meanwhile, is signaling that it may be coming to an end when it comes to that raising of rates. We've already seen some of the other central banks react. The Bank of Canada, which very frequently kind of hugs U.S. behavior, they raised their rates to 4.5, which they were expected to do. But as soon as they did it, they said, this is it, we're done. And even four months ago, the Bank of Canada was suggesting that maybe they would hit 5, 5.5, maybe even 6. And then all of a sudden they said, nope, we're hitting 4.5 and we're stopping at that point. And the U.S. is hinting that it may not get up to 5, 5.1, 5.5 either. So it's changing the dynamics enough that it's in, kind of affecting exports. We're seeing more export activity because the dollar has essentially come down to the level of everybody else's currency. And that's good news for the manufacturing sector. It's good news for 
even the agricultural sector as far as, as export activity is concerned. So now we're kind of at this cusp where it's, okay, is this going to continue into 2023? What are we depending on? And you still have a lot of individuals, analysts and the like, who are complaining that, well, this is not as good as it seems. Um, you've got people who are saying, well, consumer demand is still uncertain. We still have a certain amount of, of slowdown with that consumer demand. There's a lot of, of caveats where people are saying, look, credit's getting tighter. Corporate spending is slowing down a little bit. Um, you're certainly seeing more headwinds. The supply chain hasn't really repaired itself yet. But then the counter argument is right back saying, yeah, but the consumer spending is still up. The unemployment rate is still low. We're still seeing a corporate investment at record levels. It has slowed down, but it's not even back to what it was 20 years ago. So <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it just depends on your mood. I'm beginning to think that, that you're going to get a different interpretation from people depending on what it is they're drinking uh, and what time of the morning or afternoon it is. If <laughs> People start off in a good mood and then they get progressively more depressed. My take on this, and for what it's worth, is that we're heading into what I would consider to be a mild sectoral slowdown that we're going to see certain sectors of the economy not doing particularly well, not really crashing, but not booming. I mean, single-family housing is already there. We're definitely seeing a certain amount of, of recessionary activity with that kind of construction, even though multifamily is still booming. On the commercial side of construction, you're seeing growth still in the warehouse distribution break bulk category. Still not much of a recovery as far as office buildings are concerned, but construction around manufacturing is still booming. You're still seeing a lot of reshore activity. The service sector has begun to bounce back, and that's a lot of what drove that, that advantage in the last quarter. But it's not back. It's not exactly where it used to be. Aerospace is booming again, but the hospitality sector is still kind of treading water. So my, my take is that we'll see some sectors of the economy struggle maybe through the first couple of quarters of this coming year, but then it begins to turn and become a whole lot more reliable towards the end of the year. And some sectors are just going to keep booming. I mean, automotive, I think, is still on a tear. Aerospace is still on a tear. We just released the latest version of the strategic intelligence system that Armada does, and it's still showing growth, really picking up in the middle of this coming year. A lot of it is going to depend on how the consumer responds to spring. So far, it's looking pretty positive. People are getting back to their service habits, but we'll just have to we'll have to see how that plays out. At the moment, I'm still more optimistic than pessimistic. Try me again in a week, and I may change my mind completely. We do remember that the best definition of an economist is someone who explains tomorrow why the predictions they made yesterday didn't come true today. So with that, I'm going to leave you for another week, and who knows what I'm going to talk about in a week from now. Thanks.